Whoa. Welcome everyone to another episode of Meet My Mess podcast with me, your host, Carissa Harrison. Back again using my intro voice. Um, it's Thursday. Happy Thursday. I hope you had a good week. We are back with another episode. Sorry, I got distracted. Another episode of the podcast where we talk about all the messiest parts of life. So today I have a guest on I'm super stoked about. She is honestly fucking hilarious. She is definitely up and coming in the podcast world and she's already making some really funny fucking content. So if you guys haven't heard of her already, you should definitely check her out. I will intro her when she comes on and yeah. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh, no, sorry. I'm going to give it up to strangers. <laughs> yeah, but you can listen to my podcast, though. What's it called? Me, my mess. I'm sorry. I really look like I'm troubled. It's, no, you I can't have the people literally thinking that I'm homeless or like I just moved into a home. No offense to homeless people out there. I love people no, yeah, without home. No. You always have to make sure now. Hey, no, you're good. I'm literally I like hide it, but I'm in my fucking small mud, old mud room in my house. So we're in the same boat. Wait, you, hold on a second. You say mud room? Mud room. Yeah. You don't oh, say mud room? room? I'm from New England, so we don't say room. We say rum, like bedroom. Oh, mud rum. But no, listen, I don't, I rarely meet people that know what a mudroom is. Okay. And in America, like, I mean, people from New England know, but yes, I know what a mudroom is. I've I've never heard someone else say it. People are typically look at me like. What are you talking about? Especially in New York, you're not going to have one, I guess, because it's, well, I guess you have a front little hallway, but. Like, where is a mudroom? Yeah, there's not, there's not, there's literally, I've never been inside of an apartment in New York that had one, but anyways, um, so yeah, I actually used to live my summers there when I was younger, when I was in high school, I'd come and I'd take dance classes there and my family still, um, sorry, my dog is like trying to become part of the show. Um, he, yeah, my family all like has apartments in Manhattan and stuff like that so I still come out in the summers and stuff it's like my my favorite place to visit yeah I love wait, it I'm sorry wait did you just say your family still has apartments in New York well they actually just sold one now we have one <laughs> but it's my grandpa has one but okay, okay money <laughs> but uh, no but it's not like that it kind of it sounds like I need a roommate <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I keep trying to, I keep trying to say, I say, mom, do you think that I can somehow finesse him into letting me stay in the apartment? And she's like, you can try, but there's, there's very, very little chance. It's, it's not like that. My grandparents, they like, they are in music and all that. So they just like have theirs to work and all that, but cause they spend a lot of time there, but music, like music production, music <laughs> distribution, like Ooh. what? Damn, you're interviewing me now. Um, yeah, she, uh, they're music producers, and then my aunt or my grandma is also a pianist. So wonderful. Yeah, yeah, artsy background. I love it. Their whole lives, they've been trying to like get one of us to play some sort of instrument, some sort of get involved in music and arts. And there's like 15 grandkids, and not one, not one of us have. What do you do if you don't mind me asking? Well, I actually just graduated university literally a week ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so that, and then I'm just still doing like a bit of freelance marketing stuff for my old job. But now I'm just looking, honestly, I'm in a really awkward place right now where I'm looking for work and just graduated work scarce right now, especially in Canada. You guys are a a lot further along in terms of the pandemic and stuff over there. So we're still like quarantined pretty much. Like all restaurants are still closed and all that over here. So yeah, still I'm looking for work. I'm technically unemployed at the time at the moment. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. Yeah. Is what it is. <laughs> what's the dream? What's the what's the like what's what for you in a perfect and ideal world? 
would your work to life to romance ratio like what would that look like uh, well, I feel like for now I'm still quite young. So I think for now, probably just, I really am happy with just like working romance is not really a priority for me right now. For you. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely some sort of creative, some sort of weird echo going on. Um, yeah, so definitely something creative. Do you hear that? Is that happening to you too? No. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just in my head. Um, some sort of creative outlet I've always I was a dancer my whole life so now doing podcasting is just another way for me to be able to be able to do that and eventually I would love to I don't know have my own talk show that's the dream eventually I love talking to people hearing their stories learning about just humans everyone's so I always find something interesting and uh other people so that's the dream but right now this is this is really fun and I'm loving it and hopefully it will uh keep progressing it's nice to be able to see your progress and how how I'm changing and all that so yeah um let me introduce (laughs) you okay so today we have an actress comedian and host of the bible stories with Brianda podcast Brianda Agramonte did I say that right yeah, Brianda Agramonte is my full name, my full government name, which honestly, yeah. I still like don't know if I want to like put my government name out there. It's already out there. So I guess I'm screwed. Whatever. Well, yeah, honestly, my name's Brianda. Yeah, I was like searching high and low all over the internet. I was like, what is this girl's last name? I cannot find it anywhere. And it just took me sending you one email and you replying to one email. I was like, oh, there finally is two seconds ago. I finally figured it out. So yeah, <laughs> thank you for giving me some of your time and for coming on today. So we just thank you for having me. I'm really yeah. excited about being here. I'm, I'm happy for your new show. This is really exciting. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's I've been listening to your podcast and um, everything you've been putting out. And I think you're honestly so hilarious. Everything you put out is so funny. And I really love yeah, everything you're doing. So I'm really excited to have you here. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thank Make you. Me laugh <laughs> like hard. Um, so, <laughs> um, I, we just talked about you're from New York. That was going to be my first question. So did you always live there? I'm not from New York. No, oh, you're not I'm from, from New York. I'm from Boston. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how you're going to cut this episode. We were talking about mudroom. Mudroom is a very New England, like New England thing. Okay. A mudroom in a house. There are other things that we say, like we call a basement a cellar. Okay. Like the cellar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I also was it a child of immigrants. So I had a, we, a different dynamic as the regular okay. New Englander. So we didn't say cellar. We said basement. Okay. But anywho, I'm from Boston. Originally, I came to New York City for university. You guys say university. We say college, but yeah. I like saying university. It's more universal. Um, <laughs> See, I, for say, uni. I like to say college. Oh, no, both beat it. It's dusty. Let's <laughs> yeah, say uni. All right, all right, all right. So I left Boston for uni. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I love it. That's in a good 2011, <laughs> thank you. In 2011, and I, uh, I didn't finish. I think I was. I had like six credits left to go. I still have six credits left. My mom was dying for me to freaking finish, which I will eventually. Yeah. But um, I've been here since 2011. I started acting in 2012, or at least pursuing it. I'm hugely unsuccessful at that, <laughs> but. I'm, I started podcasting 2018 because I was so hugely unsuccessful in, uh, the acting front. Um, and I've been podcasting ever since, whether it be, uh, hosting, producing my own stuff or helping and consulting and like helping other people start their own, um, with some breaks in between mania episodes and, uh, (laughs) And then I got scooped up by my darling angel, WTF, WTF Media, Wheezy at WTF Media Studios. I don't know how to say that. Um, And she now produces her and her company and her business partner, Alex Media, who's gained notoriety in the podcasting world. They both produce, help me produce the show. And it is, I can't tell you, from, from spending three and a half years of podcasting, doing everything myself, as I'm sure, you know, uh, like a lot of indie podcasters know, like doing everything yourself to now being able to like rely on the time, the effort, the energy, the resources 
of other people. Like it's, I can't tell, that's the way it's supposed to be done. I can tell you right now, that is how you run a successful podcast, show, program, TV show, book, uh, soup kitchen. It doesn't matter what it is. It takes a team. Yeah. And right now we're a team of three and it, I, I mean, we're, we're swimming and it's yeah. growing. No, I love it. I love it. The podcast is hilarious. And I can, I listen to some of your old podcasts and then some of super trip, talk. super trip talk. Yeah. I listened to some of that one and then some of uh, what you're doing now. And they're so completely different in my opinion. So I, I love it. I love it. Where did you come up with the concept for Bible stories? So Bible stories. Well, I guess this is a, we should probably for the listeners, give them some context as to my previous show, super trip talk. I, it was a psychedelic centered show. Like we did a lot of play on words and segments surrounding psychedelics, psychedelia, as an alternative medicine, as, um, as a fun drug too. just, it was definitely mature content. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's how I, met Wheezy. Wheezy okay. was, uh, uh, I don't know if you saw that episode. You should, she was yeah, a no, guest on my show. Uh, episode 16 of super trip talk. Okay. I had her on for a bougie trip because I was so poor then and I'm still poor, not as poor as I was that episode, <laughs> that episode. I literally had a Ziploc bag as a wallet. That's like, wild. Not- That's wild. Look how far you've come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I have a rainbow. A real wallet. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, real. Uh, sure. <laughs> it opens and closes and has a zipper. So there you go. There's this there we go. Moving up. <laughs> um. So, so we became familiar in that realm. I met Wheezy in 2018. Even that was nutty for me because I was a fan of Horrible a year before I met her. Yeah. Um. Uh. And during the summer of the pandemic, Wheezy was actually um, spending a lot of time in my neighborhood in Brooklyn. She had okay. this black owned bar across the street from my house at the time. And we just like, she, she, we just ended up hitting it off like on a personal front and yeah. we became close friends. We would hang out every weekend at this bar during, during COVID uh, quarantine summer. Yeah. And at this point, she had been, you know, she just was signed to I, this I, a huge iHeartRadio deal with Charlemagne the God. She had so many things going on. She had that TV show. That's when she knew that it got greenlit. There was so much yeah. going on, and I was able to witness it all there and celebrate with her. So cool. And there was this one show that didn't end up uh, coming to fruition, which happens in TV. That happens all the time. I'm not, I'm, it's not new to me or her for that matter. And it was a show called Ducked Up. Okay. She actually may still produce it. We don't know. You may get an exclusive oh, here. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was called Ducked Up. And the premise of it was her and her guests were going to do drugs and or get drunk on this, camera yeah. and like, just like have fun. It was going to be like yeah. a 20 minute, 15 minute, 20 minute thing or whatever. Yeah. Kind of like in some like uh drunk history type situation. Yeah. All right. And, I love it. <laughs> and because she had got all these things, all these deals going on. And listen, Bree is no dummy. You know, she's <laughs> she is my friend first, and she really is. Uh, but I, uh, hello, I was going to seize the opportunity. Like, have yeah. me be a guest on the show. Yeah. Why don't we do mushrooms while I tell you Bible stories? Is oh what my I told God. her. Oh and without, uh, like, I'm telling you, like, 2.02 milliseconds later, Wheezy was like, wait, why don't you come on Horrible Decisions, which is her hugely successful podcast. Yeah. Horrible decisions. Uh, if for those of you who don't know, Weezy WTF is the my producer of the show and my friend. She said, "Why don't you come on Horrible and tell sex stories in the Bible?" Because there yeah. she was a sex show. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." I mean, I was excited. It was the biggest platform I had ever been on. I'm talking yeah. about this podcast gets like over two hundred and fifty thousand downloads an episode. Like yeah. they're not. They, and don't even look at Not their YouTube around. numbers. <laughs> their YouTube numbers don't aren't indicative of their audio streams. They're they yeah. are on another level for yeah. sure. They earn a very uh, handsome living, you know. Yeah, podcasting. Anywho, um, so I go on the show and I, I kid you not, I did like an hour of prep work. I, I was just mostly, I was like, I want to charm him with my, you know, my charisma and whatever. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, yes, I'm a Christian and yes, I read the word and I'm a practicing Christian. I'm also celibate, which would have been a great discussion on their sex show. But I had no idea the positive response it was going to have. And in the room 
Wheezy was so like shocked at my like, I guess her words, not mine. I'm not yeah. trying to like boast. Yeah, I'm not that well. arrogant. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah, no. She literally was just like, oh my God, I always knew you were talented. I didn't, but she'd never seen me tell stories. Yeah. Yeah. She saw me podcasting. She'd yeah. never seen me tell stories, which is what I do. Like I, I write, yeah. I'm an actor first. Yeah. Before podcasting and stuff, like I'm an actor, I'm a storyteller first. So in the room, she was like, bitch, I'm going to invest my own money in producing a Bible storytelling podcast for you. That was back in October wow. of 2020. Yeah. And we launched Bible Stories with Brianda March 2021. Crazy. Listen. Listen, that and look, it gives me chills even telling the story. Get, get peep, get, get peep, get the right mentors, get the right people around you, yeah. get the right people to champion you, and you are set. You are set. Yeah, I think that's some really good advice for anyone listening. I know a lot of my listeners are people who are just like starting up podcasts and stuff like that. So that's really good advice. And I really like that network. because network, yeah. network, network. Yeah, that's good. I like that one. And the fact that you had a whole other podcast, which was dope. I love the idea I and the whole concept behind it. But this is, it's funny that this is the thing that just like randomly propelled you, you know, like how annoying, how yeah. annoying <laughs> my, I spent three years on that baby. And I still, dude, I still, I, it, it acquired like a cult following. Sorry. Yeah. I'm in New York. If you hear that, but <laughs> I, I still get people who like DM me about bringing super trip back. Like yeah. there were some OG fans of the show. Would you consider and bringing it back? I, I don't know. I'm still, I, I have other show ideas entirely. Yeah. And that I'm not going to lie to you. The way I left that one wasn't the best. Like I was so disrespectful to my, I don't want to say fans, like the listeners, my friends, I feel like okay. they're my friends. Yeah. I like, I would like stop and star. I wouldn't give that. I'm so bad with social media. Typically it may look different now, but I really yeah. am not. It does not come easy to me. And I was just not communicative. I was very like self-generated. And yeah. when you're creating content, unfortunately, you got to put yourself second sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you have to put your listeners first. Like they be, these are people that if you're on a six week consistent basis posting and like whatever, and then all of a sudden you stop. Yeah. That's so mean. Like there are some people who like legit, like develop a relate, like a relationship. You become a part of their daily commute. You know, you, it's like they be, you become a part of their lives in a way. And if you have no regard or respect is enough to even like, let them know you're going to take a break and stuff. That's what I was doing. I was doing a whole lot of that. And that's, and that's a huge component as to why I was unsuccessful. Interesting. You know, you can be talented and I don't doubt my talent or whatever, or my editing abilities or whatever, but if you're not consistent, if you're not, if you don't have like the, the maturity to just look at things objectively, not even you as a person, like as a business owner, as a yeah. content creator, yeah. then like, even, even if you're not doing this for money, that applies. Yeah. You know no, what I, I agree. mean? Yeah. No, I, I really like that. And I think, yeah, th this just like your story shows specifically that like the consistency and keeping it up and keeping doing it eventually those people will come along that opportunity will come along and yeah you're uh you're really you're really well I will, I will that's exciting <laughs> I will say though like in uh, uh uh financial stability and resources help you be more consistent it's like this like it really is like evil <laughs> like it's like almost <laughs> demonic because it's like of course, there are people who become who fall off sometimes because they have to pick up another job to yeah. afford recording hours, to afford editing software. They need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I will say that, yes, I'm I'm really consistent now. I haven't missed. I'm like, good. But I'll attribute that to the team. Yeah. Um, although there are people that are consistent and don't have a team. I'm not going to. Yeah. And I was consistent for a very long yeah. time. But, you know, with life, like mental stuff, emotional stuff, things happen. And when you just have yourself, it becomes a little challenging to keep it up. Uh, it's about establishing systems to pull you out of whatever you're in or wh whether that be pre-planning episodes, whether yeah. that be allotting a weekend to blow, like literally uh, um, uh, executing like five or six episodes of whatever you do so that you don't have to think about it for the next two or three weeks. Like it's developing systems for how you're going to make this feasibly a viable thing. Yeah, I agree. And I think that 
that's something that just comes with time too, is just learning those ins and outs and ups and downs and what works for you and what doesn't. So yeah, I really like <laughs> New York, <laughs> baby. Um, I want to ask you, did you know all of these Bible stories before you started this podcast or is it like, you're obviously doing a lot of research now. Yeah. So, uh, um, okay. How do I even say this? There's, I could answer this in so many, in so ways. many ways. Um, <laughs> Well, the, the short answer is I did know them. Yes. However, I, I'm a new Christian. I'm a babe in the faith. Oh, okay. And I was uh, introduced to Christ through reading mostly the New Testament. I was one of those Christians okay. who would okay. just like only, I'm a Jesus girl. I only read the New Testament and I knew of the Old Testament, right? Okay. But so funny is that the show has made me really disciplined and treating this more like my homework as a Christian. Yeah. Like, listen, honey, if your tech, if your eyes aren't to the text, you're not doing the work, like a part of the work. And Hey, it's not all the work. There are other components. Like, yeah, of course, let's not get it twisted. I know a lot of people that know the Bible front to back and have no faith. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. and, and vice versa. Yeah. So long story short, I do have to do like hours of research a week, depending on what I'm shooting that day. We typically shoot two episodes a day. Okay. So uh, um, uh, two episodes on one given recording day, I mean. Yeah. And I hammer out hours, I mean, upwards of eight to 12 hours of research wow. to script them. Well, no, I do the research and then... I script and that process is a, is a whole nother, a whole nother thing. But I do, I do, I do, I did, I am familiar with the stories. I do know them, but I got to be honest with you. I learn new things every time and I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I imagine it really like, do you find it's brought you closer to your faith in any way? Like having a career around it now? Oh yeah. And it's also highlighted my blind spots. Like now I know I'm so easily distracted now. I know. And you know what it also highlighted anytime I'm in a position where I'm in like this weird bubble of confusion in a really depressed and I'm not, not just regular, like Brianda depression, like mental, my, my, my clinical depression. It's like in a really somber state or it's always when I haven't been nailing my prayers I, I call them like family dollar prayers. Like, I don't know if you guys have family dollar in, in uh, Canada, but like, no. it's like a dollar store. <laughs> okay. It's yeah, like no. and, and dollar I tree prayers. Am, you guys have dollar yes, tree, yes, dollar yeah, tree prayers. We, uh, uh, God does not want no dollar tree <laughs> prayers where you're just like in one second and then stop and then like yeah. forget every once in a while. So like, yeah. if anything, the show has really held me accountable and it's highlighted the, the, the holes in my, my kind of spiritual system. Like, huh? You got a lot of work yeah. to do here because yeah. you you slack, you're easily distracted, you're um you you lack accountability on certain days of the month, my period, um <laughs> like you know what I mean. So it, yeah, yeah, for sure, it it's brought me so much closer in in more ways than one, in a lot of uncomfortable ways. I've had to face the mirror, face the truth, yeah. like huh. You, if you're not who you say you are, why are you on a mic? And that's, that's applicable for anyone. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I'm definitely seeing that with myself sometimes. And my friends are definitely there to keep me in check. I listen to some, it's so funny when you listen to yourself back and you realize like, holy shit, I just said something that sometimes like I, I don't even really believe that. Like I went on a different podcast. Someone was interviewing me and he said something. He was like, you said this about your life. Like he said, like you like an alpha male. And he said that I said that. And I was like, that that's literally not even true. You know? So it's funny that you say that. Cause I definitely get that with the accountability. You don't want an alpha male. Um, it's not that I don't want an alpha male. It's just that I think that I need someone. I've I'm actually quite an alpha like female, but when it comes to relationships, I'm quite submissive. And I think in the past that's gotten me in trouble because I date these alpha males and they kind of take advantage of how beta I can be in relationships. So I think maybe if I had someone that was a little bit less alpha, maybe he wouldn't take advantage of me being so, I guess, vulnerable, but also kind of a me issue. And I just need to like learn to stand up for myself better, but 
Yeah, it could be. Listen, it's a really it's a really complex topic to ask. Yeah. And also, I I take more issue with like just the like an overarching term for any one person. Like, to be honest with you, everyone is a little bit of both. We're just a little more dominant in one end or the other, kind of yeah. like the Kinsey scale for your sexuality, which some people contest. But I find that to be true. I think that like on the scale of alpha beta we're a we're like we're we're it's a spectrum yeah right yeah, so like no, and, I agree. the key with a dude and i'm single and have and have been single for a really long time but nice. i have been in relationships i have been in long-term relationships yeah. i have lived with exes yeah. the key is a blend of both yeah like you're saying that you're an alpha i am too i can't tell you how many pods i've been on been in and like seeing the comments being like Oh my gosh, she's so masculine. Like, oh, really? whatever. It's so funny because a girl with an opinion and evidence to back it up is masculine. Like, yeah, I could literally yeah. be chilling and people would say that, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've realized that, huh, it's not necessarily that I need someone to match my, my level of dominance or whatever. I just need someone who compliments me where I'm yeah. at, like yeah. at any given point. And that takes some malleability. Yeah. You know? No, I definitely agree. And I think that also you can be one way in one aspect of your life and very different in another aspect. Like in work, I'm quite dominant. But when it comes to, yeah, personal relationships and like my own health, I'm quite, uh, I need I need that support. I need that help. I can't. Really... You want to be the little spoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I'm usually not. So, but I feel like that's probably, you can probably relate in some ways because you're obviously quite, like you're you have the the alpha in you that's ready to start a podcast doing acting all that has that drive and that um kind of go-getter attitude so yeah oh yeah no my guy needs to come correct like yeah and he needs to come complete like, yes agree you need to come complete and i actually yeah. do i like a i like a hyper masculine man yeah. to be honest with you yeah fair enough i i i don't like 50 50 splitting stuff i'm a traditional i'm definitely a traditional girls and liberal my liberal uh, colleagues don't like to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fair. Though. And I'm a liberal. I'm a liberal. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, uh, colors have, of the rainbow. Different. I'm yeah. one of the colors. Like, I don't like 50 yeah. 50. I'm a traditional girl. I, and it's not even like I can't afford it or like whatever, or I'm like leeching. It's just literally, I'm 28 years old now. I'm thinking about, I'm the way I was thinking at 22, 21, 22 yeah. is not the way I'm thinking now. Of course not. Yeah. Like at 28, I now know I have a shelf life for my for my eggs. Yeah. There's a biological shelf life here and I'm calculating every single year of it. Yeah. So anytime I say, no, I need a man who will be able to cover expenses. It's so much less to do about money and so much more to do about who's going to protect my home with mm -hmm. my child. Mm -hmm. I need them to show up. And yeah. then on top of that, on a superficial level, I just think it's sexy. Like yeah. it literally, I literally think it's sexy to see a man who can't protect me. It's like, it, it's like a beyond Brianda. It's like an animalistic thing. No, the way I my agree. cat automatically knows how to use a litter box, the way my cat just instinctively <laughs> knows. Yeah. Instinctively, if I see a man pull out an Amex to pay for dinner completely, I am yeah. like, oh. So yeah, yeah. In. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I do agree though. And see, that's funny. Cause like, again, I, it really just comes down to me not knowing what I want because you say that. And I was like, yeah, no, I agree. And in that way, I do like to be like, I do like the idea of being courted and all that. That's something that I think is important in a relationship. If I, if we're talking like a romantic relationship, someone I'm going to get into relate, like a committed monogamous relationship with it. I do want those things too. So yeah, it's funny. Uh, Carissa, I have a question for you. How yeah. did you find my podcast? What is a Canadian beautiful smart dynamic white white girl what is she what is, what is she doing how'd you find me i listen to horrible decisions you're one, yeah, of, the I'm one of the white listeners <laughs> yeah what okay and how did you find um how did you find horrible honestly i don't even remember i feel like maybe wheezy posted a promo or something of one of your videos and i went and watched and i was like this girl is fucking hilarious and so i <laughs> got you okay um yeah so i then i just yeah i've been following your podcast now and i just thought you're funny and i think it's important to 
support people at all levels and I just thought that of course. you're you're on your way up there so I was like I better get to her before everyone else does <laughs> it doesn't matter hey listen Carissa if you need me for wherever you've got a mentor in me thank you I so like that. no matter what level just hit me up now thank what I will you. tell you is I may not respond in a timely fashion that's okay but keep on messaging me and I'm going to yeah. get to it. I'll answer every single DM eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So no, like, I know you've been good. You've always answered. Oh, you have my email too, actually. I do. So like, yeah. In yeah. The future, you. If you want me to come back or whatever, or have any questions, yeah. feel free to reach out. I really, really appreciate that. I, uh, of course. everything you're doing is definitely, I want to get to that kind of same level of just like calmness and being able to like actually bring out your funny side on camera that's actually a lot more difficult to do than people kind of see so I really do appreciate that thank you I got you uh, yeah I want to go back to you said you're celibate yeah mm-hmm. so you are you waiting for marriage or just like the right person or what Girl, it is hot as hell in here. Yeah, I still can't um, believe that. It is so, like, honestly, it's like the hottest day we've had in 2021 right now. Like, we're it literally experiencing it. Hold that's on. wild. Um, that's it's a great question. Ooh, May. yay, I found a clip. Um, I'm just, like, watching how you do your bun. It's great. <laughs> you're getting all the, you're getting all the inside scoop. Yeah, it's like I'm there with you. I've never actually like podcast. <laughs> you know, I've never actually. I've only podcasted with like two people in person, actually. So, yeah. Do you got do just where? What part of Vancouver are you from? I'm just like on the outskirts, so 20 minutes outside of downtown. That's oh. good. Have you ever been here? Oh no, but I have a feeling. I have a feeling my future husband lives here. It's going to be in Canada or London. I feel like mine's going to be in London, too. I always say that. Canadian guys aren't as great as you think. Well, sorry? What's the issue with Canadian men? <laughs> um, more so that they're just like... Here's the thing about Canadians, right? Like, everyone thinks we're really nice and really polite. And we are polite, but we're polite, not necessarily always nice you know there's a very big difference I don't buy that yeah I don't buy that at all like that that whole the only but it has something to do with Canadians and more to do with just humans yeah because no human is like exceptionally like this like kind like unless all of them like drop acid and yeah (laughs) I believe those people are really chill and nice but like no there are assholes everywhere like and the thing is, like, people just, yeah, we're just better at hiding it. <laughs> and have you been to Toronto? Yeah, no, see, I don't know anyone from Toronto, but people don't even seem to say, everyone always says people in Vancouver aren't anything like the people anywhere else in Canada, but people in Vancouver aren't, aren't the nicest, to be honest, sometimes. Because let me tell you something. Let me t- in, in Toronto? <laughs> The men over there got an attitude in the six. Okay, hell yeah. I was gonna put earrings on, but fuck it. I'm on. Um yeah, no, I uh Toronto, they've got an attitude. So the second I went to Toronto and like some bitch shouldered me in the sidewalk, I was like, oh all right. <laughs> We're still <laughs> in New York. <laughs> yeah, debunked. Anywho, did you want to ask me the question again? Sure. Um, I was just wondering if yeah, you, we were talking about you. Short answer, you are saving yourself for marriage. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It, and it, t- it had, um, I've, I used to vacillate between uh, waiting or just waiting until I'm in a committed relationship or like, you know what, uh, a lot of, or I know some girls that wait X amount of months and then they have sex. Okay. I was kind of like in that camp for a minute. Like, let me just wait six months and then. Yeah. But uh, I, it's n- and I wish I had a better response. It's honestly, a, it's an intuitive thing. Like yeah. I, and the more I become familiar with the text, which I believe to be the truth, God's truth. And 
again, it's an uncomfortable thing for some people to, to stomach, right? Cause there are a lot of parts of the Bible that aren't the most savory, but mm-hmm. unfortunately that is my like guide now. And I've, I've deliberately intentionally made the decision to follow the text. Yeah. No um, one can fault like, you for that. Not, yeah. Like you can't like cherry pick what you want. Like what? Yeah. It's like, can I cherry yeah. pick what I want from a partner from a lot? Yeah, like, exactly. I'm not going to be able to do that with, yeah. I'm not doing that with Christ. Like, yeah, I'm no, not it doing makes sense. That. So, yeah. uh, um, so and the, the text says I, I am to wait until I, I find my, my future husband, my, my, my husband. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I'm waiting until I'm waiting to, to share that intimate part of myself with my husband. Yeah. Now let's get real, honey. (laughs) I haven't seen a dick up close since 2018. Wow. Wow. Okay. And let me tell you something else. Yes. Brianda is hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're not going to do no five-year engagement. Also my eggs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So marriage may come quicker than we think. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. And I don't want a wedding. I've never wanted a wedding ever. Like even before. Really? Oh my God. When I tell you, there are people that know I was an atheist till I was 25. Oh, okay. People know me as someone else. Yeah. Like. And during that time, I actually didn't even want kids. Okay. I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to have kids. I just want a career. Yeah. So I was not only saved like spiritually, I was saved like rationally too. Like my yeah. brain it was completely, it's like a domino effect. And I it's unintentional. I am or it's instinctual. I'm not even trying to change. It's just literally happening. The more you apply yourself, like make it a practice your, your religion, whatever it is. And some people are against religion. Some people say the spirituality. I think that's just a cute way to say religion or whatever. Yeah. Um, the more you do it, the more you see when you turn back and see all the things, all the, all the changes you've made, you're like, Oh my gosh. Now, now I'm going to be celibate. And then the next step, now I'm going to wait till marriage. Now I'm going to, it's like, it's just like a domino effect. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, now I want kids. So yeah, I know that engagement has to be, uh, Mighty fast. Quick, quick, quick. Well, yeah. Let's take it to the courthouse. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We can literally be not married in the morning and then married in the afternoon. Some people that works great for, honestly. Sometimes I think that works better than staying together for five years and then getting married. You hear these couples that just make it work after a couple months of getting engaged and you just figure it out. I think that's bogus. Yeah. You're telling me you've been engaged for over a year I think that's ridiculous if you're engaged like, for over a year absolutely I think it's ridiculous some people have like really fancy venues that yeah. need maybe two years yeah I think if you've been engaged for over two years so one of y'all engaged? two is lying yeah no one I agree of y'all with that. two is lying I one agree. of y'all two is uh there's something happening because it yeah. makes zero sense yeah it's like it's like here's here's something to make you shut up, you know, here's your ring and we're yes. engaged, but we're yes. not ever actually going to get to that point. You know, 100%. <laughs> I wish, I wish a man would do that to me. I would literally at the, at the 11th month mark, I would be <laughs> literally leaving post-it notes everywhere. I would be calling his mom. The pastor would be coming like, to you. <laughs> yeah. Correct your son real quick. Like, yeah, oh, no. Yeah. oh no. Oh no. No, 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 So that's me being, that's me being generous. Two years tops. Yeah. But even then time. I'm like, after a year, it's ridiculous. No, I, I agree with you on that one. I agree. I like that. Do you really, are you just saying that? Why do I say that a lot? Do I say I like that? No, no, no. Because I can tell you when I first started podcasting, uh, my, and I'm not saying that you, you're coming off this I'm just curious because when I was closer to your age, I'm a little older and I first started and I would have guests on, they would say something and I either would never have had thought about it. I didn't process the information, but I would agree anyways, or I would agree to make them feel comfortable or I would agree to get to the next thing. So like, I remember I used to do that in my head. I'm like, um I feel like I do definitely I have an issue with processing sometimes I think but I I don't have an issue saying when I don't agree with something hey man that that's it. not usually yeah not usually the issue that's yeah. not your struggle 
Yeah, no, I don't know why. I just feel like I've been pretty open and honest about some of my opinions on this podcast. And if I were to just agree with some things people say, people are just going to be like, shut the fuck what's up. Been, like, you what's don't been the that. most controversial, sorry to interrupt. What's been the no. most controversial uh, um, opinion you've had? Probably that I just kind of feel like manifestation just like isn't really all it's kind of jocked up to be. <laughs> I don't really feel like it's elaborate. Personally, for me personally, I've tried it. I've fully believed it for years. And I think it's just the word manifestation I have the issue with. It's not the idea itself. But yeah, I think it's just like everyone's so quick to say I manifested this and now I have like this outcome that's crazy when it could have been like a matter of circumstance that really brought you there or. Oh, wow. You are my mini me. Listen, <laughs> did you listen to my last episode? Did you listen to my last episode? No, but not, I, should not, I? <laughs> not today. Uh, it was, no, was it last? No, two weeks ago. Yeah. I, I said this, I said, I, I, and it was a passing comment, but some, 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 some of my listeners caught it yeah. where I asked Wheezy, like, she's manifested so much for herself. I, I, yeah. The question was, Wheezy, you've seemed to have manifested, ugh, I don't really use that word, but I'm just going to use it, manifested <laughs> yeah. so much. And then people caught that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I agree with you. I feel like the term manifestation has been co-opted by spiritual Twitter. Yeah. By yeah. all these brujas yeah. with their tarot cards and their pal Santo <laughs> burning at sage and shit that like, they we we they they now have turned manifestation into a religion. Yeah, see, and that's I'm what like, I hold on. the issue with, and it's something they're really I feel like is really pushed on people now in some kind of way. And it's like not that I have an issue with people speaking out about their beliefs or what they believe in or anything like that. But when it comes to manifestation, I think that people talk about it with such certainty and kind of I've experienced like a lot of the people who are talking it's about positivity and manifestation and thinking what you become are actually not even really that genuinely nice of people in real life so I don't or know, don't just, have what they say they have yeah no you're right yeah or what they do have isn't a result of actual manifestation maybe but of other other things and yeah so and the other negative implications of that is I don't have, I don't have this now. Therefore the manifestation is not working for me. It's like in what universe are you living in? Like, no, you haven't acquired what you haven't acquired because you haven't put the right time in your, it's not your turn yet. You you don't have the amount of money for it yet. You haven't met the right people for it yet. Like what? Yeah. It's so Silly. It's so damaging for like young, for young, not adults, not for like yeah. people with like a fully developed frontal cortex. You know what I mean? Like whatever, it's like for yeah. the younger people yeah. that I'm more concerned about. Me too. And just this idea that you, if you write something down and just say it, say it three times in the mirror, something like that. And all of a sudden all of your wildest dreams are going to come true. I just think that it's just. Not Listen, true. that being said, when I'm my most depressed, not now, not before I was a Christian, I did it all. Yeah. I would write it down a piece of paper and burn it. I would do anything. I was in such a state of desperation and suffering. Yeah. yeah. Anytime I was the most depressed, that's when I was looking at my astrology charts and yeah. shit. And I did not know what I was looking at. <laughs> but um, I just found that to be curious. And I think you know that's what I mean? part of it too. And if it's if that kind of thing and getting into that stuff is what helps you, then I'm all for it. You know, if that's what make comforts you is to learn, like learn about those things. And if that's, if you find truth in that, then I totally commend people on being honest about that. But it's just for me, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, gotten misconstrued along the way somehow, I think. And that's my only issue with it. My only issue with it is there are too many amateurs acting like messiahs. Exactly. Exactly. Not all of us can be a messiah. You're telling me that all of us are the ideal? Yeah. Then that's for me, that's the number one indicator of this is a hack. This is non-truth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Not all of us can be the ideal when it comes to consciousness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. gets a little deeper. It gets, we, yeah. no, it's, it's true. It's true. And it's kind of crazy to think that people even believe that they could be that close to knowing all of there is to know about spirituality and all that. But on that note, I want to know, like, how did you initially get connected with Christianity and your faith and all that? Um, I had a, a, a peculiar 
case because I do have an, an innate interest and curiosity into uh, consciousness and mm. world religion, like yep. and things of that nature, apologetics. Like even as a non-Christian, I was into apologetics. I would like to debate Christians. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I think that I had all the, all the wirings, all the makeups of someone who uh, would be in the theological realm, scope realm, whether yeah. that be in academia, whether that be in comedy, whether that be my writing is always really, it just leans more spiritual, I guess. I, I don't even like to use spiritual either now. Spiritual and manifestation, those two words. I just like <laughs> try gone. not to Out use of the vocabulary. Them. <laughs> um, so even as an atheist and in high school and stuff, I like world religions class was my favorite. History class yeah. was my favorite. Um, I did my first psychedelic at 25, but even up until I did my first psychedelic, I was researching it so okay. that I could unlock the things that the, my favorite people like my Sam Harris and Duncan Trussell and Rogan at the time, like cool. I was trying to unlock some of those truths that I would hear them talk about with this, like with this cadence that interest me, but be, I'm super like, uh, cautious. <laughs> That's why I didn't do a psychedelic until I was 25. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I like did my homework. I like, I definitely went into it really intentionally. Yeah. And I think the way I went about setting myself up for my first psychedelic trip is why that first trip was what made me hear my first calling, like my first encounter with God. And it was in a really, it was a really visceral, experiential thing that I know happened. Like it, it's just, it wasn't a symptom of mania or anything, which I have had, you know, like states like that before. And the reason why I can, I know that to be true is because, okay, here you go for your listeners. Here's a little gem that I must've heard someone else say, but I'm going to, I don't know who I, otherwise I would, I would give them credit, but the way you know when some when you're like on the right path or something is right, something is good, it, you know, you are met with sensations of confirmation, um, sensations of a deep understanding, a mm-hmm. really vague sense of understanding. Mm-hmm. The opposite is also true. So the reason why I know that I wasn't like going insane or in a disassociative state, dissociative state, uh, was because I wasn't met with sensations of anxiety, of fear, of a closing in, of lost, which I've also felt. I had something to compare it to. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it lit. So yeah, no, I experienced God in a real way and it was everything that I, I would debate people and they would tell me about situations like this. So it's like, it was, it was happening to me on the horrible decisions. I said, uh, I was reading the Bible so much. It feels like Jesus hoodwinked me because I was reading <laughs> it in a really secular lens. But anywho, after that first, after that first trip, uh, and after my, my encounter with, uh, our Lord, the Lord, uh, I read the book in such a different way. Interesting. And not every day, not every, not every time I read it, not every pass yeah. is this deep situation. Sometimes I'm yeah. just reading like, like reading the text, yeah. but when you've experienced that, yeah, it, it'll change you. I had an episode about it. It's about like, once you see and experience God's presence, you can't unsee it. Oh, I believe that. I believe that. And I definitely, uh, yeah, I'm super into the idea of just like psychedelics as like healing trauma and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, just getting connected to your own kind of personal being. And I definitely agree with you there that it can can open up some doors like that. So that's really interesting, though, that you went from being an atheist to something so opposite. Well, well, there's but here's the thing. It seems like that the polarity yeah. I understand. But yeah. when I look at the scope of it, the transition was so slow. Like okay. I remember I went through a portion of time after the trip where I was calling it like Christ consciousness. Because okay. I was still, there was still, I was still like holding on to like yeah. my arm was still there. And it was because I was such a, like an atheist activist, right? Yeah. yeah. But, Which makes sense. But I just, I, the jig is up. 
bitch. Yeah. Like you're a Christian. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you were meant like, to love God. <laughs> yes, through Christ, right? Yeah. Like I feel like we all call God a different name. My truth claim is that it is through Christ. Okay. But there's only one God. Okay. And only one can be true. And we'll all find yeah. out what that is one day. <laughs> we really will one day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like or may, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, oh God, I could talk about this for hours, Carissa, no, but no. it is just something that like, if I, if I was, I can't, okay, let me just put it to you this way. I was so lost okay. and in pain, perpetual yeah. pain beforehand. Yeah. yeah. And since that day, Carissa, every single day is so much sweeter. Even my depressive days, there's something to live for. Like I was suicidal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and and even though, even if I still feel like a suicidal rumination thought happen and it, and it still, even still does, it's always extinguished by my trust and faith in God. I want to learn to love him the way he loves me. And mm-hmm. that fuels me. Yeah. And you know what I I'm can, saying? Yeah. And I can imagine that it's also some sort of sense of comfort as well when you are going through those things that even there's something, someone looking out for you somewhere, no matter how brutal things are getting, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. To know that someone loves you and to understand that someone, something, some being, knows every single disgusting thing that you've you've done done, yeah and love not 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 only forgives you for all of that but loves you regard in spite of that yeah yeah that kind of love there's only one like that carissa yeah i keep say i say like your parents don't have that kind of love even like this kind of love this is true love and once you see it and once you feel it, you can't unsee it. You can't unfeel it. And I urge anyone, if anyone has a question about like where to begin, even if they, they're not doing it to like, I would, I didn't read the Bible to be saved yeah. at all. It, no, it, yeah. it, it was, it, I cannot tell you how unprecedented I could not believe it. I grew up in a secular home. Like yeah. <laughs> this was not something that I was even familiar with. Yeah. If anyone has a question about that, hit me up, especially before I have 10,000 followers. Like if yeah. y'all have like up until I have 10,000 followers to hit me up, <laughs> yeah. if you want guidance, resources, I'll point you in the right direction. I may not have all the answers. Yeah. I'm listen, I am, I'm a liar. I'm, I'm have a potty <laughs> mouth. I am imperfect. I'm a whatever, but let me tell you something. I can point you to people who know way more than I know do. The I can point you to resources, but let me tell you something. My, Christianity is uh, the best. <laughs> it's the best. That was kind of like the perfect way ever to end it. <laughs> um, that was good. I love that. Can I do like one last? Okay, actually, no, I have one more question before this. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite aspect of the Christian faith? Oh my God, there's so much. Um... Mm. my favorite aspect of true Christianity because mm-hmm. I have what to amend that? that there's a lot of um, people mm-hmm. displaying their faith yes. in Christ that operate from a place of um, this like arrogance Mm -hmm. this this like nose uppity apple boxy kind of the same kind of christianity that kept me away from it for so many years yeah yeah that turned me off from it so many years right and i love my brothers and sisters in faith don't get me wrong like there are some people in my bible study who display some of what i just said right that for me is not true Okay. Because it doesn't come from the text. The text said to love others the way Jesus loved, to show compassion the way Jesus showed compassion, Mm -hmm. to show passion the way Jesus showed passion. And if you're uh, 
impatient, if you're uh, unnecessarily combative, if you're um, if you're not acting like a disciple, that's not true. So you're, that's not true Christianity for me. And this is someone who I've I've been guilty of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I I've had my lukewarm Christian phases, right? And I'm not proud of that. Um, but my favorite part of Christianity is the understanding amongst other Christians. Like it's like we're in a sorority almost. <laughs> yeah. And and there's a certain level of um how do I say like there's just this this language that we speak. Yeah. It's like being on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Are you following me on TikTok? Follow me on no, TikTok. No, but I will. I will. I will. Please. So you know on TikTok how you can like, I literally the other, okay. Hi, Tangi. The other day <laughs> I was, uh, I did, I did to my friend. I was like, I'm getting ripped tonight. Yeah. All right. Bring that. Hey. <laughs> and she literally was like, what's that? And I was like, what? <laughs> You've been online. There's people on TikTok. There's a TikTok language, you know, that yeah, if you're yeah. not on TikTok, you don't get it. Yeah. Same with Christianity. Yeah. It's like there's a language that we speak. Like instead of I'm getting ripped tonight, it's like our <laughs> Heavenly Father, please thank you for like it's like something that we speak, you know? So yeah. I love that aspect of it. I also love the fact that um true Christians, uh Christians yeah. love to uh help others, even yeah. if it's annoying and even if it's Service. overbearing, yeah, it comes from a place of like come come yeah, even the yeah. arrogant ones that i was just talking about yeah, yeah. your intentions are pure though yeah. typically hopefully yeah right they just want you to join them they're just yeah. going about it wrong. yeah so i also i actually do find that kind of uh no i do too and i think that's the part i admire the most from the outside is just the idea of like service and camaraderie and all that so yeah. you know how many things churches do like how many churches ever globally house um homeless people yeah. on weekends and they hold they hold like coat drives like you know winter yeah. coat drives yeah. they do so much for other people yeah. that is objectively good good yeah no matter what at the end of the day you're no still i don't care what yeah. kind of like what kind of dilute like that at that point if you're hating on that establishment you're nuts yeah. what yeah like no you're, anyway. you're right yeah and anytime I've volunteered for a soup kitchen or a coat drive, a, a woman and children's uh, clothing drive or whatever, it's always been housed in a church. Interesting. Interesting. So anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, but you're right. Like, that is, uh, there I go again, hey? Me just agreeing. <laughs> but no, I do agree with what you're saying there. And I've just, I think for me personally, like I grew up atheist, like I didn't grow up atheist. I grew up in a household that my parents were just like, you believe whatever you want to believe. We don't really care. We, they didn't um, grow up like with any religious influence either. So for me and even my friends, like literally I know one Christian person now too. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so for me, it's all like kind of a new idea, but same as you, I was always really interested in religion because I don't have this personal connection to it, I guess. So yeah, those are the mm -hmm. aspects I really love and admire. So yeah. And I can see that with you and you're very like a, you seem to be a very kind person and caring person and not thinking you're above anyone. So yeah, I really appreciate Some people it. would disagree. Some people really, yeah, <laughs> but you know what? That's, we're all, That's life. we're all That's complicated. The world. <laughs> we're complicated. Some people think, may think you're a bitch. They like, do. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I never try and fake it. And that's the thing. I really want to make that known because I have a, sh a Bible show. People like treat me like I'm mother Teresa sometimes, like even yeah. in pods. Like, oh, I don't want to swear in front of you. And I'm like, what the fuck? No. Swear in front <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Like, I'm not perfect. I don't, I always yeah. have to, I always have to drop that in. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm not what you think this is. Yeah. The optics are wrong. Yeah. No, and I think that's common too. And I've definitely been guilty of it as well. Like even, yeah, just like, you don't know from the outside point of view, you don't want to offend people, you know, you don't want to hurt people like same way that you did it. Like we're talking about how your house looked homeless, like same way no one like, you know, yeah. if I say, oh my God, I'm like, oh my gosh, should I like offend what her for what I just said? You know, it's, it's all relative. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to give out your socials or anything like that? Where can people find you? 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, my name's Brianda, Brianna with a D, 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 even though I don't get any D. Um, my Instagram <laughs> handle is at that's Brianda is my personal one. And uh, on everything, it's that's Brianda personal. And then for the Bible podcast, it's at Bible Brianda on everything. Amazing. And uh, yeah, you can also find me on WTFmediastudios.com at well, not dot com. Their their handle at WTF Media Studios. Okay, I'm all over there too. If you if you're ever in New York City and want to record a podcast, they're yeah. the best podcast studio in New York City. Amazing. Maybe I'll have to come by next time I'm there. Oh, you have to. It's just yeah. unreal. Sweet. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and for talking to me. I've honestly had so much fun with you. You've made it very comfortable and easy. So thank you so much. You've made it very comfortable and easy. Thank you, you Carissa. Thank of you for course. having me. Of course. Bye, guys. Bye.